rocking out over here. Happy Sunday, man. Oh, yeah. Happy Sunday, indeed. Feeling good over here in the uh, city that always blows. <laughs> With the host that blows the most. Blows the most. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing right, out there man. in Denver? Oh, we're sweating, baby. It's hot. Too hot to trot, almost. Uh, We're hitting the upper 90s. Maybe even the triple digis a little there. I, I, I've been sensing some 100-degree heat. Uh, luckily today, Jared Polis, Klaus Schwab, George uh, Soros, or whatever his name is, and Bill Gates and company, they have their flight demons just chemtrailing like crazy since, like, I got to say 7 o'clock this morning. So nice little uh, mm-hmm. over non-cast happening. You know, got a good haze happening. And so my run this morning, very cool actually. So I gotta, I gotta head, tip my hat to uh, the gang over at the World Economic Forum and their uh, constant come trailing of the skies here in Denver. Uh, I had a nice cool run. Still sweaty though. Weirdly humid here in Denver. I actually like. Yeah. It's kind of strange. We're supposed to be the desert, but uh, very humid. I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> Of course it's humid, Frank. You've had rain all, all winter. It has I mean, summer. Well, it snowed nonstop. Snowed. We had record-breaking snow and now record-breaking rain month over month. It's, uh, you know, hey, these this technology they got, I don't know what they're spraying, the aluminum, the, you know, uh, silver iodide, whatever it is, dude. It's They got some good combos, good mixtures going. They really figured out the game. And, uh, you know, they're they're learning how to just basically create storms here almost every single day. Good times, man good times that's good you know life is a balance a little give and take so you're gonna get a little cancer but you're gonna do it in a very chill environment that's right very comfortable (laughs) you know we don't uh we barely touch the 100 degree heat but uh dude yesterday went to the ball game saw the rockies play the white Sox were in town Oof. Oof. that's a terrible it was a battle of two of the worst teams in baseball (laughs) We, uh, I'm not gonna lie, we did not stick around for the entire match. It, it started pouring you didn't rain. Stay for the fight? No, no, it's, uh, <laughs> I only, uh, it's the best part. I didn't want to stick around for the, uh, the fisticuffs, which is pretty standard with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, so, but it started pouring rain again at the game. We ended up, uh, heading out right before this massive storm and lightning, uh, assault occurred, and, uh, it, it timed out perfectly. We were, uh, you know, cruising on the train, what have you. But it was a great day all around before the come trails in the rain. We had uh, a really fantastic day downtown. Um, kind of plotted out a few bars we had never been to before and checked them out, and they were all really fun. Uh, you know, dive bars. We went to a Packer bar. Uh, not too proud of that one, but you know, it was a good time. They had some good. They had Miller Lite on tap. You know, so it was a sign of a good bar. And yeah. uh, as long as there's no Bud Light, I don't know if I saw any Bud Light. It's <laughs> funny, dude. You don't see Bud Light anymore. It's gone. <laughs> no, everybody's afraid they'll get made fun of. You see the... no, nobody wants <laughs> to be made fun of. They have uh, there's a picture going viral. It was floating around of the Sturgis, you know, biker ceremony that goes down in Iowa, and apparently there was a Budweiser tent. And it's just, it was completely empty. There's some outrageous videos of people walking past it, you know, not even engaging yeah. with these people. Like, you don't even want to be seen talking no. to a dude with a Budweiser hat. That's how bad it got after Dylan Mulvaney. I don't want to be associated with Dylan Mulvaney. That's not what I want. And I got to say, maybe I'm just not tapped into that world, but 
what happened to Dylan Mulvaney, man? I don't know. Uh, yeah, what did happen? Like, kind of disappeared off the map after the whole Bud Light fiasco. It It's funny, we could have gone to... That was a fork in the road for our society, maybe. We could have went down the, now everybody must have Dylan Mulvaney be their spokesperson, or, holy cow, look at the backlash that Bud Light just uh, experienced. Let's never have Dylan Mulvaney be our spokesperson. Like, this is the, the end of the whole, you know... This may be the ultimate go woke, go broke that we've been kind of, uh, you know, jamming on for the last couple of years. Well, it's cre- not, not a lot of people are talking about Target lost a lot of money. Because of their uh, the tuck-friendly swimwear that they came out yeah. with, if I'm not mistaken. For kids. That's right. For kids. Tuck-friendly for kids. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Come on, guys. <laughs> Although, we kind of went down a fantastic road when the tuck-friendly swimwear hit the scene. And I'm still in it to win it with the, uh, the whole, if you're a fella or a lady going to a festival... You could really use the tuck-friendly swimwear to your advantage. You could probably tuck, like, a good ounce of marijuana, like a, you know, a sheet of some acid, maybe even, you know, a little baggie of some cocaine, if that's your business, you know what I'm saying? You could... Dude, even if you're just a small dick dude. Oh, good call. You know what I mean? You can put your dick in there and then fill the, fill the gap. Fill the gap, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, man. So I think the tuck wear was actually secretly probably really hip with the folks who need to sneak uh, contraband into the festivals. It's not a bad gig. I just think it's a good call. I want to go snag myself some tuck-friendly wear uh, pretty soon, actually. You know, you could, e- <laughs> you could easily bring some stuff into the ball game, right? Sneak in some vape pens, you know, and you send off the, the alarm. Be like, is there something in your pocket, sir? I'm like, well, you could check my tuck space, but if you do... <laughs> Make sure you use, <laughs> make sure you use the correct pronoun, sir. You know what I'm saying? You have to start off by saying, first off, it's ma'am. <laughs> and yes, you can check my tuck spot. <laughs> Is it a tuck spot? Is it a tuck pocket? What's going on here? It's a pocket, right? That's a dick pocket. Yeah, junk pocket. Junk pocket. I like that. Coin purse. Oh, yeah, it is a coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, uh, you know, we were talking about the climate, you know. We are uh, always talking about the climate. It's the you, obsession of the, about uh, the rain. times. Yeah, man. Climate change. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can only think about one little girl when you're thinking of climate, right? Oh, yes. I, I know who you're talking about. Do you? Because nobody really knows how to say her name. And I tried to, so hard to, like, get, get a sound bite for you, but I found something even better. This is from three years ago. Wow. For, and we're talking Greta Thunberg? Oh, uh, are you ready? <laughs> yes. Yes. Greta Thunberg, it's great to have you back on yeah! Democracy Now! Thank you. So, Greta, why don't we start at the beginning? Um, there's a great controversy, and it's how you pronounce your name. Can you say your full name for us? Greta Thunberg. And that's the Swedish version. And yes. as you come to the United States, people are calling you by different um, names. Can you yeah. tell us how you sort of adapt? Sometimes it's Thunberg, sometimes it's 
Thunberg. I, I mean, but I think it's funny that everyone pronounces it differently. Differently, so that is just I don't mind anyone pronouncing it wrong. There's no wrong way to pronounce it. Everyone pronounces it in their way. So say again how you were born, what your parents called you. Greta Thunberg. Well, Greta, it's wonderful to have you. <laughs> so that is the origin. Wow. The origin story. It's that day she started three years ago, Frank. Crazy only because I swear for many years after, it was Greta Thunberg, even on Democracy Now!, the, the Thunberg, really, I feel, popped up only in the last, like, six months. I think it's after she became 18 and she could start to sue you. Oh, good Good call. I I believe personally it aligns exactly when uh it went from Kiev to Kiev. Right? It was Kiev forever and then it's Kiev. And so at the same time then it was it was Turkey and that's Turkey. I've never heard of Turkey. Then you've made that up. I cannot I, find it. I'm I telling you right it. now, they're calling it Turkey. And uh, <laughs> forever it was Greta Thunberg, and then uh, you know now it's Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Greta Thunberg. <laughs> what is this man? It's the language. See, the system, the powers that be, they're always messing with the language. It's like words are spells, and every time they mess with these words, they're casting spells on us. They're messing with us. I'm telling you, I really believe this. That's the only way to keep us in control. In the clip, you should have seen uh, the intro. You know, obviously you couldn't play it, but all they talked about was how uh, she's 15. And she doesn't believe in airplanes, so she just got to America after a two-week boat yes, trip. Yes, that's right, man. And, yeah. And all I could think is like, yeah, if I was 15, I had two weeks to kill on an ocean too. You know what I mean? I can't do it now because I'm trying to make money. No, when I was 20, I would take the train to Chicago. It was like a day and a half journey. It was a great time because I had nothing yeah. better to do with my time. Oh, way more uh, time than money. More time more than money. More responsibility. Yes. You know, that's what boats are for. Yeah, Greta Thunberg. Oh, uh, actually, it's kind of like a rich man, poor man. You take the boat when you're poor and you don't care about your time, or when you're super rich and you have so much money that you're not worried about it. Yeah, man, not caring about your time. It's definitely something that you're either really poor or super rich. No doubt about it. Maybe, though. I feel like rich people, for the most part, movers and shakers, you know, dudes and and ladies out there who are, uh, you know, kind of making it happen and always, you know, uh, never skipping a beat. You know what I'm saying? They're always uh, moving and and, and making deals, making money. The the real money makers out there, you know, the trust fund folk, those are the ones who uh, are probably... The worst part of our society currently, you know, the people who have tons of money and never earned it and, and continue to not earn it. They just keep cutting or collecting checks, you know, Yeah. that's the problem yeah. that we have going on Those here. But, the... you know, the real millionaires out there who are making some money and, you know, they they don't waste time. I believe uh. I could be wrong. I mean, look at Joe Biden, the guy's president, allegedly of the United States, and he's on his like. <laughs> What, a millionth vacation to uh, Camp David over the weekend where he had this uh, Asian summit with the Koreans and you know, the Japanese? Like, what, dude? 
He's always at Camp David. Uh, Camp David, that's what they call that place where they're uh, testing exper- experimental Alzheimer's drugs. No, that's right. No, I think uh, Fort Detrick, actually. That's where <laughs> Did they, they uh, move that? That's where they created AIDS, man. Come on. <laughs> and the new Lyme disease that makes you allergic to meat? Dude, they are... Uh, they almost fully admit at this point that Lyme disease was an accident and it leaked out of the bioweapons lab that they have in Fort Detrick. That, that's pretty much admitted to uh, here and now. Uh, the new one, yes, obviously out of Fort Detrick, uh, you know, the tick bite disease that causes you to never eat meat or you get violently ill, <laughs> right? There's also a new uh, disease. I saw, I saw this clip. It, there's a, a disease from mosquitoes, and it, it's shown up now in Florida, and it makes you feel like your bones are cracking. Bill Gates, come on. Man. I know, dude. Bill Gates, get out of come here, dude. He, <laughs> these GMO mosquitoes, Grab your mosquitoes man. and go home, buddy. Come on. <laughs> we don't want you or your mosquitoes. Jesus come Christ. on, dude. Bill Gates. Have you guys not seen... Any zombie movie? Exactly. Yeah, you're literally playing with fire, guys. Come on, we already did your uh, mRNA vaccine. Fuck out of here. And how's that working out for everybody? Right? (laughs) How's that myocarditis treating y'all? Yeah, turbo cancer, feeling good. Oh yeah. It's not funny. It's not funny. (laughs) You fucking assholes looked at us like we were the dirty. Well, we were the dirty, uh, the plague rats, as they plague liked rats. to call us, the, the folks who chose to not welcome the vaccine program into their lives. And speaking of the vaccine program being in our lives, oh, baby, it is back with a vengeance. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you're ready or not, but we have to get our boosters this fall. Boost! For what? Uh, for these new variants that are coming around. Variant and of what? Co- of COVID, my man. <laughs> it's 2023. Yeah. Nobody you... died. Well, I got a twofer on this subject. I didn't throw it on to the docket, so I'm giving you a little surprise clip in between and before my booster clip, which I'm very excited for. But uh Here's a juicy one. I do it very rarely because I don't want to get sued, but we're going to do it here and now. We're going to throw a little Alex Jones at you, uh, telling us and predicting um, you know, what's about to hit the American public over the next few months. And told that by the middle of September that the new policy is being written, that this is done. They were told this is happening. This is not hypothetical. You will all have to wear masks again and... Show will airport employees. Then by the middle of October, they are going to say that everyone flying has to wear a mask. And in the meetings, people began to ask them, well, I mean, why is this happening? They said, well, because of the new variant in Canada and because of the WHO, they may you know, declare this, but regardless, We've been told this is going to happen. We expect by December a return to the full COVID protocol of 2020-2021. And I was given many more details. I wrote down notes on it. Expect COVID protocols to begin rolling out middle of September. And I said, what else were you told? 
basically that they believe this new variant's super bad and that they're doing the testing and that they should just get ready for a whole new rollout of what happened before. And this was Border Patrol connected people I was talking to and testing at the border again in the whole shooting match. That's two federal agents that told me this yesterday. And then I went and looked at the news, and there they were saying Canada's looking at new restrictions again because of the variant, and so is the EU. And what did the Russians just put out three days ago? U.S. is plotting another pandemic. Russian head of the defense ministry warns. All right, Alex Jones. There's uh, one thing you can always definitely say about the guy. He's always right. The guy, he's batting a thousand, man. I mean, this dude, he's he, he nails it every time. Uh, he's not lying to us. Uh, I believe typically his sources and what he's talking about. And I think he's got some credible uh, info here, man. And so, oh, yeah, man. I mean, I look, we don't do a lot of Alex Jones. You know, it's uh, it's just a, it's an intense kind of uh, path to go down. And again, we, we just don't have the funds to get sued. All right. I don't I can't afford <laughs> a billion dollar lawsuit here, man. Uh, however, how much do you think Nona's house is worth? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> however, you know, I came across that over the weekend. I thought, oh, this is interesting. Alex Jones, all right. He seems to pretty much be on the money with most things, except for Sandy Hook, right? We can't talk about that. But all of a sudden, here we go. We're seeing new evidence that the COVID cases, they are ticking up across the country. Oh, no. While the experts say there is no reason to panic, the test positivity rate has shot up since June after a steady decline since the beginning of the year. Good news is the new boosters are on the way. They are strongly recommended for people who are at high risk. Errol Barnett is here with more on what you need to know about this story. Errol, we are all over COVID, but COVID is not over us. Good morning to you. Yes, very true, Gail. Good morning, everyone. Health officials say the summer gatherings and travel that we're all up to have fueled this recent uptick. Case rates are actually highest right now in the southwest region of the country. And while, yes, you all may be tempted to go out and get that booster shot, you may want to wait just a bit longer, and here's why. <laughs> we're all tempted, dude. As many enter the Can't last wait. few weeks of a social summer season, it's clear one thing didn't take a break, COVID. And with full fast approaching, many are wondering if and when they should get their booster shots. Everyone will, will likely meet the criteria to get the new booster. CBS yeah. News spoke with Dr. Bernard Caymans, who's the medical director for Everyone. Prevention. Yeah, everybody, even though nobody got their <laughs> the last boosters. Literally nobody got the booster shots, but all right, everybody's now eligible, so let's line yeah. it up, man. Dude, they need they need another pandemic. They need lockdowns so they can do mail-in voting. We've been talking about it forever yeah. now. Nobody's buying the climate bullshit, so they have to go back to COVID 2.0. So they probably released some crap out of uh, Fort Detrick. It's probably floating around again, but it probably doesn't have the same effect that they were thinking it would because not everyone got their booster shots, man. So we got to get everybody boosted because why? Well, the virus is in the shots, man. You take the yeah. shot, you get sick, you pass on the sickness to everybody else. It's the point. Did you see uh, Joe Rogan had Mike Baker on? I did not, man. And Mike Baker is the CIA fella, if I'm not mistaken. 
CIA fella who was <clears throat> trying to talk about China and just kind of let something just kind of just slip off the tongue, didn't even think it was a big deal, thought it was just a known, you know. Are you ready for this? Yeah, man. You know, we never really pushed the Chinese regime under Xi for anything, right? We haven't, we haven't forced the hand on, on the pandemic. And we're going to have another pandemic, so it would be nice to know what the fuck actually happened. Right, not to disappear. Why island. do you think we're going to have another pandemic? Everybody keeps saying that. Yeah, well, because it's very disconcerting. We haven't had yeah. one in a hundred years. Not a legitimate one. Well, you know, you know, um, not to uh, toot my own horn, which, yes, you know, that would be an interesting thing if you could do that. But um, I, I, it was a few years back when we were talking, and I said, you know, we'll have a, the next big thing will be a pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And someone had pointed that out to me. I'd, I'd forgotten about it, but they sent it to me, and so. My point back then and the point now is that it's just, it's bound to happen, right? We're an increasingly shrinking globe. There's more people. We're in, in contact. We're, you know, with everything that goes on, right? Whether it's in a natural based or just what we're doing in, in, in biotech and pharma, it's bound to happen. And so I guess you'd think that. Did you catch that? Biotech, BioNTech and, and pharma? What's happening in biotech and pharma? It's bound to happen. Yeah. Ah, uh, dude. They're planning it. You're right. And uh, everybody should to. take note. We're agreeing on a, on a conspiracy from Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's always bad news if Mike and I Oof. agree on a conspiracy, like flat moon theory, folks. It's real. <laughs> Just accept it. That moon is a flat piece of cheese. It's provolone. <laughs> Um, uh, I disagree. I'm starting to think it's more of a frisbee. Maybe it's just a frisbee that got tossed too far. Oh yes, I like yeah. that actually. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So that's exactly it, dude. This guy's telling you the truth, which is we have these bio weapon bio weapons labs everywhere. They were discovered all throughout Ukraine, by the way. Uh, Russian news reported on it. Putin's been talking about it. Apparently, when they found these bioweapons labs in Ukraine, they have they discovered evidence that we were planning another pandemic. That's what we do, man. We Our system is designed to, you know, wreak havoc and create fear nonstop, and, you know, control and fear go hand in hand, and, it, you know, it's crazy. Pandemics used to happen once every hundred years, now they're just going to happen every few years. That's outrageous. <laughs> they're talking every fall. That's absolutely insane. And, and for anyone to actually accept that as truth or as natural, you must be completely brainwashed at this point. You know, the MK Ultra machine has worked perfectly then. You know, something happened. The, the psychosis is real. The zombification of humanity has truly happened uh, right before our eyes, man. People are, are, like, not even able to see what's unfolding and, you know, add things together. You know, one plus one is two here, man. Like, how, how can we not equate this, you know, without being a conspiracy theorist or anything? Just like, hey, you know, gee whiz, this seems a little too coincidental that we're just going to have a major pandemic every time there's a presidential election. Yeah, well. Oh, the last one was 2020. Oh, yeah. And here we yeah. are, 2024. We're going to have, a, we're just going to drop a new I pandemic. Know. Come on, dude. It's a little on the nose. Fool me once, folks. I'll give everyone the fool me once on, on the last <laughs> one. Seriously. Every 
Fool me twice. What did you think? I'm a Democrat? 2020 could be everyone's MacGuffin. All right. We all got fooled here. Right. This was, uh, this is, that's it. Fine. We, we, the joke is on us. But 2024, if they try to do a new pandemic with a new lockdown, the whole thing over again, everybody, don't take the bait. Come on. It's obvious. It's going to happen then every four years, every time there's an election. People will all, they'll all go for it. I promise you. Well, I don't know. It comes down to whether or not people take their booster shots. Boost! Because if you don't take the boost, well, then how do you spread the new variant? And how do we force the lockdowns and convince people they need to wear the masks again? And here's what gets me about them pushing the masks here. Uh, You know, with what Alex Jones said and and this clip that we were uh, going through with the GMA or CBS or whatever, you know, they're... They're juicing the machine. You know, they're getting it ready. They're, they're, they want everybody to start preparing for the fear. And so now they're already talking about getting the boosters, how, oh, c- cases are on the rise. Who is getting tested for COVID right now? I know. I know. It's insane if you are. Where do you even go? Where do you get the test? There is ample amounts of information out there to indicate that, <laughs> that these uh, shots are bogus. And they're probably bad for your health. And, you know, like, the, I, I think people, like, uh, are, are just not getting it. And they're not listening to the info, man. I, honestly, I, I... If I was a boss and an employee called me right now and said, uh, hey, boss, I tested positive for COVID, I'd be like, okay, don't come in. Like, today, tomorrow? No, ever. Just don't ever come in. <laughs> I thought people knew the tests were bull. Like, they just, they're faulty. They never actually tell you whether or not you're positive. Mostly, they just say you're positive. It's probably a scam to just sell more of that, uh, what the hell was the Paxlovid that made your uh, mouth taste like uh, oh, rotting diapers? What happened to Paxlovid? Where's, where's Paxlovid, man? They were, <laughs> who, who took Paxlovid out there? I feel so sorry for anyone who took that stuff. My God, man. The side effects on that. I'm going to get COVID and then take this pill. My mouth's going to taste like rotting diapers. And then I'm going to get COVID again. Because that's how the pill worked. Everybody got COVID again two weeks later after taking their Paxlovid. And remember, yeah, dude, everybody... But, but you get to walk around feeling like a hero with that diaper mouth, right? Yes, that's right. Your yeah. shit stank breath was a symbol to the world. <laughs> well, actually, nobody had to smell it because you were walking around with your mask on properly. So you, you were the one smelling your diaper breath. Well, that was the best part about it. Your shit didn't stink anymore, but your breath sure did. <laughs> I'm just uh, floored that anybody would be believing at this point any narrative around COVID. I I feel as if I was really thinking about this today, actually. Like, you know, the the minority of us who who didn't get who didn't buy in, who we didn't drink the Kool Aid, we didn't get any of the shots. We were anti lockdowns, anti masks, and you know who we are. We're the ones who were wearing the gaiters. Okay, that's who, you know, in the places where made fun of. when we were forced to wear anything, we put the piece of cloth that restricted the least amount of air. Yeah. And it was on purpose because we didn't believe in the, uh, you know, hokey, hokey pokiness of everything. You know, it was it, it kind of seemed like magical witchcraft, you know. Oh, well, uh, if you wear your mask when you walk in, you're being safe. But then you could sit down, remove the mask and eat and chat with your friends freely. I know. Didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't make a lot of sense. And the six feet distancing, 
turned out it was a complete lie and they fabricated it. They originally wanted to do eight feet and then a lot of the vendors of places said that they couldn't accommodate the eight feet. So they went to six feet. So that way they could hurt us like cattle through their stores and put those stupid arrows on the floors. We all remember, remember that. The one way. The one way oh, streets God. during the grocery store shop. Like total insanity, man. And it was all made up. If you don't believe me, just go look it up. It's out there. It's not a big conspiracy theory. They made up the six feet distancing. They made up the masks. The masks don't do anything. In fact, a lot of evidence out there, a lot of statistics now, after the experience and the experiment of wearing these masks all day long, they're kind of bad for your health. It's kind of really not good for you to be just like covering your mouth all day long. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Totally crazy. Who would have thought it? So my point being is we have so much information now that the masks are bull and they don't do anything and the shots are bull. They actually make you sick. And, like, who's going to really go along with this narrative again? Who's who's lining up now? Like, oh, oh man, good morning, America. I just said I got to go get my booster shot now. Here I go. Well, you got to think about the people who used to be heroes probably still miss it. And the, uh, what do you call them? The immunocompromised. Um, yeah. It was never before was it cool to be immunocompromised. Yes. You know, they sure miss it. Wow. It's crazy because you were almost a hero for being immunocompromised. For being a fat piece of shit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm immunocompromised. Why? I'm 350 pounds. I mean. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. We, uh, I've. That's a funny phrase that faded out of existence pretty quickly there. Nobody really cares anymore about the (laughs) immunocompromised. So, again, you know, they made heroes out of nobodies, and uh, we deemed grocery store workers, uh, you know, essential workers. Never never before (laughs) did skinny, in-shape veterans have to walk around praising the heroism of fat people working at grocery stores. You're my hero, buddy. (laughs) Insane. Insane. Do you just... So what I was thinking about today is, you know, you got the small group who who is probably going to be fooled again, I guess, that 30%. But there's got to be a chunk of people now who are quietly in admittance in their own mind that, uh, man, I think they got me. I think that shot was bad, and uh, I think they fooled us with the lockdowns. And you know what? I'm not going to do it again. But I'm not going to openly admit that I was wrong. Yeah, there's those people. So with, I think it's about a 30, 30, 30. Yeah, and so now I feel like the majority, the 60% are the group that are like, I'm not taking your funky, uh, weird anecdote there. You know, <laughs> I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm no, not buying your new science. Those 30% are bitches. And how many of them are, even if they know it's wrong, are going to go with it again? You know? They don't want to be in the out. It's true, but I feel like there's this middle group now who were fooled the last time, but they're they're yeah. saying no thanks this time around. I'm not gonna get that. Uh, they will be fooled that. again. Oh yeah, you think? Uh, what's gonna? 100%. What would the next COVID have to look like for people to be like, oh, this is it. This is the real deal. Here we go. Nothing, dude. Nothing happened. There was never bodies in the streets. Bodies in the streets. I always I mean, say where. There was never. <laughs> No, there was never anything, you know? I would be screaming 
at the top of my lungs in my living room during the lockdowns when we would like increase the lockdowns here in Colorado. And I would always say, where are the bodies in the streets? <laughs> you guys said bodies in the streets. I don't see any bodies in the streets. Open up. It's time to open up. This is a lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still I, believe I, it. I still believe it. I need to see no bodies. Mass graves, I need no bodies nothing. in the streets. I need to be talking to my neighbor and they just drop dead in front of me. That's when I'm like, oh shit, get in the house. Lock the doors. <laughs> Don't let anybody in. No, uh, no one was telling me that like when her uh her parents were talk talking about the nineteen nineteen flu. That it was like a guy would go, he'd be like, I'm going to go into the city. And then he just didn't come home. He died that day. Oh, that's wild. See, that's, that's kind of scary. They were like, some people would catch it and then they were done within 24 hours. And there's a, some evidence out there to suggest that the flu back then, that 1919 flu, uh, actually was also an experimentation and bioweaponry. And it, in fact, did go a little haywire, maybe a little leaky and escaped out of the lab, and, you know, it kind of swept was, through the world. Where was Private Fauci? That's right, dude. Where was Epstein, that time-traveling vampire? He was probably around. I'm sure he was hanging out. Epstein. You talking about uh, Alexander Hamilton? I don't know, what was his name? He's Jackson. Was he Jackson? Yeah, Epstein is Jackson. That's right. Well, either way, uh, don't be fooled, folks. Uh, the next round of COVID will be as real as the coming fake alien invasion, I promise you. Uh, it won't exist. Uh, again, I always roll back in my mind to Bill Gates and his spaghetti arms and his bitch tits and <laughs> Fauci, that feeble little mouse, you know, like, it's just... These dudes are weak and old and sickly. They won't really unleash a life-threatening virus that could truly kill everybody. They, they, uh, they're, they're just not tough enough to be able to you know, handle that kind of situation. Yeah, but don't you wish you could see the meeting where they realized that they released a virus that will make people allergic to, to meat? Or do you think that was like a purposeful... I think there's a weird initiative uh, behind the climate crisis and climate change, and I think it's their final play to lock humanity down and make us eat bugs, and the narrative hasn't been working, so why not unleash some sort of virus out there that makes people allergic to meat, and then they just stop eating the meat? Mm, good call. It's good for the cows. Good for the cows, good for the elites, now they get to eat all the meat for themselves. And the rest of us eat the, you know, fried cricket bug burger. <laughs> right? We get our bug burgers. Frank, I've seen every dystopian movie. It soon becomes the human meat that nobody wants. Uh, we're probably already eating some human meat. There was some uh, study that came out very recently. They tested some beef and... It had, like, a percentage of human meat in it. No. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain. It's a great way to get rid of a body. Think well, about it. I think what happens in some of these processing places, you know, maybe, like, Jose loses a finger in one of the sections, and it just kind of rolls down the, the belt, and it gets lost in the meat. You can make it taste better or worse. I don't know. 
Depends what he's eating. <laughs> I guess so. It's probably a little spicy. You know, if we're talking Jose. Those guys are pretty organic. You know? <laughs> like poor people eat pretty, you know, from the from the earth. Yeah, they they live long. I feel like you know those you see those old, you know, uh, farm dudes living into their nineties with the leather yeah, skin. Man. man, that's just a lifetime of being in the sun and picking weeds. Because you figured the guy coming, he probably walked over the border. It was like a free range cattle. He walked over the, you know, all the way here. He's probably young. That's right, man. And, you know, honestly, when it comes to the Latino community, I, I tend to just assume that they have really good health, but that is a very racist and bigot perception for me to have. Uh, apparently, you know, the Latino community, because of, you know, their poverty and what have you, uh, Mike, they suffer some serious consequences when it comes to health. And a new study shows Latin. Oh, uh, please, everybody, make sure you got a tall glass of water. And uh, I knew it was going to be Amy Goodman. Oh, of course, dude. Come on, this is such a this is a gem. This is why I always check into Democracy Now. See what they're chatting about. It's, oh, there's always good stuff. And a new study shows Latinx children living in states with anti-immigrant laws are more likely to experience mental health and chronic physical health issues. The study says racist laws that make it difficult to access health care, affordable housing, education and stable employment have attributed have contributed to worsening asthma, diabetes and other physical ailments, as well as severe mental health conditions, including depression among Latinx children and teens aged three to 17 among the worst states are Alaska, Alabama and Nebraska. Yeah, Latin X. I love it. Racist laws. Racist laws, man. This is what makes them unhealthy, dude. I mean, These on. racist laws, they target specifically the Latin X community, dude. <laughs> come on, man. It's unreal. If I was any one of those states, I would write a response saying, we don't even know what a Latin X is. So. <laughs> well, I like the idea of a room full of politicians in a state, and they're like, "Okay, uh, we got to pass a bunch of laws and make sure we, uh, you know, make these Latinos really unhealthy." And one of the guys interjects, "Excuse me, sir, uh, it's Latin X, actually." Oh, yes, yes, you're right, correct. Thank you, thank you. Let's make the Latin X community very unhealthy. <laughs> like, dude, especially Nebraska. Do you think they were like, uh, "Yeah, we got to do something about all the black people." They're like, there are no black people. Perfect. What about those brown ones? <laughs> <laughs> Time to make them unhealthy. They, started work, they worked down the color shade, you know? <laughs> so unreal, you fucking Italians better watch out. You're next, you know? A room full of, you know, all the you know local politicians there. Like, we need to pass more laws to get rid of these brown folk, man. <laughs> it's getting too colorful around here. Unbelievable, dude. Oh, man, yeah. I... I it's incredible that like how how easy of a sell it is for certain folks out there that you know oh yes of course these these evil Republicans are getting together and devising laws that are racist you know like oh, purposely yeah, they, hate, they hate everybody <laughs> all in the, the uh, BIPOC community all they're doing is creating racist laws and, and sexist laws and anti gender care affirming laws dude. <laughs> Like the, it's it's really a crazy like concept. Like, you know, when you think about these dudes in what they are trying to pass, I mean, 
really, the government isn't passing anything to help us. And then we're kind of just wasting time on shit. Like, you know, oh, we're going to beat our chests and be obsessed with don't say gay. And now there's other states with don't say gay bills. And it's all about don't say gay. And then we have the environmental stuff. And, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. Latinx health. Come on, dude. So they're the only people in this area who are being targeted because uh, they're purposely devising laws that are racist. I, it's just... Uh, it was a racist law, Frank. Yeah. I've, I've heard group, this argument again. Only. We've heard about uh, how they're passing laws to build highways specifically over poor black communities because they want to, uh, you know, make black people more unhealthy by having cars drive near them. Mm. You hear this stuff all the time. It's incredible. Like, do you really think they're passing these laws because they want to be racist? Like, oh, this is a great way to get them blacks. You know, like, this will really screw those Latinxes. Maybe, because they, ha- they have done some fucked up shit with the highway in Chicago. Well, the, when it comes to highway building, I don't know if it's really racist-based. I think it's more like, you know, who cares about these poor people? Maybe most of them are black, but, you know, yeah, that's what our society right. really is all about the rich people making things better for the rich, and they don't care who it screws over in the poor community. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. If you're poor and you're in that community, you're going to get screwed by the government, man. That's a good call. Yeah, we're all in it together. Yes. And so, like, Latinx people are, are being targeted by these laws and their health. You know, they're the ones suffering poor health. No. I guarantee there's white people in the same areas that have the same health conditions. Yeah. All their neighbors. Yes, it's not being targeted specifically to groups. I, I just don't think it is. I, I think it's rich versus poor. It always has been. It's the 1% versus the rest of us, and they create their own little society around us, and, you know, it doesn't matter how sick or unhealthy we are. They don't fucking care, man. They, they uh, Here in Denver, they build their express lanes that only they can afford, and they drive around <laughs> the rest of us, right? That's how it works. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You know? Here they built that 390 that nobody could afford. That's what I'm saying. We, they mm-hmm. built these incredible highways and loops and side roads that go along the traffic that people just literally, it's unaffordable. They just jacked up the price even further now. And it's just, oh, you got to sit in traffic if you're poor. Rich guy over here, I'm going to cruise around you. Check you later. Yeah. It's nice. It's good little, uh, good one little day, world. Uh, one day I hope to be there. I guess so. Too. You know, all you can do is sit in that traffic and hope, hope and pray, play the lotto. I guess so. It comes to that, uh, you know, sitting in the traffic though, especially out here in Colorado, you know, it, it is a little mind numbing because, quite frankly, the traffic doesn't make sense. You know, it's it more it's more of a product of people just not moving. Rather yes. than there being too many people, right? In Chicago, L.A., New York, you got a lot of people, and it's just packed. Colorado, nobody's moving. It's just a bunch of stoned-out zombies with nowhere to go and no intention to be on time. 
And so a lot of weird road rage has been occurring. I think we rank in the uh, top three or five in the country cities with the road rage incidents and a lot of violence going on, on out there. There's even violence and road rage going on in the parking lots and even at the parking lot over at DIA. And originally I had a quick local clip of uh, an, uh, an incident at DIA in the parking lot involving a little road rage, but apparently this kind of situation made a little national news. So Colorado, congratulations. We're hitting the mainstream, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Did you hear about the DIA axe-wielding pilot, my man? I did not. You're in for a real treat. <laughs> Turn now to the pilot unhinged, the alarming right, incident. Dude. Oh, yeah, make sure your hair is combed, folks. <laughs> I hope everyone took a shower, spray a little banaka. Yeah, man, I did my push-ups right before we did this clip. All right, give it to us, Dave. And at the Denver airport, surveillance video showing United Airlines pilot taking an axe to a parking lot gate. Two parking attendants trying to wrestle it away, calling police. And tonight here, what the pilot said. Here's ABC's Mola Lenghi now. Tonight, this United Airlines pilot grounded, suspended from flying after this alarming video surfaced showing the pilot wielding an axe at the Denver airport, hacking at a parking lot gate. Surveillance video capturing 63-year-old Kenneth Jones walking through the employee parking lot earlier this month in uniform. Police say Jones emerged from his car with the axe while waiting in line behind other vehicles at the lot exit. Jones then approaching the arm of the exit gate violently chopping it nearly two dozen times, knocking the arm off its base. Moments later, an airport employee approaching Jones, scuffling over the axe, Jones surrendering the blade after a second employee approached. Authorities then handcuffing him in a nearby field and briefly taking Jones into custody. Police say Jones told them he just hit his breaking point and was trying to get rid of issues for everyone waiting at the lot exit. In a statement, <laughs> United telling ABC News Jones was removed from the schedule and is on leave while the airline conducts an internal investigation. Pilot I hope that investigation is uh, to determine what kind of promotion and raise you're going to give this gentleman. He's, a, he's an American patriot, this fella here. What a hero uh, in my book. And the other <laughs> little cap off uh, to this clip here. Mischief. He's due in court next month. Now, as you can imagine, the FAA has some strict mental health guidelines and could require <laughs> this pilot to undergo some sort of psychiatric evaluation. That is, if United does not first terminate his employment, David. It's all not right, his fault, man. man. It's all you fuckers. Yeah, you dude, know? start moving. Number one. <laughs> Number two, the gate process is actually insane at DIA. I've been there, and it, like, takes the ticket. Then you try to pay, and it, like, asks you for the ticket again, and you're like, I just gave you the fucking ticket? <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're like, how is this even possible? I just want to get out of here? That happens, like, almost every time. It's totally insane. Those, the machines don't work, so I understand. Is Ashton Kutcher coming on at some point? <laughs> what is this? So I understand the backup. You know, this must have been every time we fly. We typically go in early morning, come back to drive out late at night. Not much of a hassle with the traffic. Uh, probably the best way to fly. You know, you avoid the lines at the security, and you're in and out at the gate. But no joke, it's pretty much three out of four times, I would say, you know, you're there and it's asking you for the ticket after it sucked it through. And you're like, well, what the hell do I do? And you you just flew for five hours. You want to get the hell out of there. I want to get home, man. So 
I understand rush hour, middle of the day, maybe this pilot probably overworked. By the way, they didn't really want to touch base with that little and, item. And vaccinated, so his heart's having a hard time keeping up with that sure, blood flow. Right. That's, he's he's yeah. about to have a, a cardiac arrest, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's losing his mind. He's sweating back there. He's just... He needs to get out of here. And so I, I can side with the with the guy. And also, you know, a dude who can wield an axe like that, I kind of want that dude flying the planes. You, that, you basically yeah. avoid another 9-11. Good call. Didn't even think about it. This guy can wield some sort of blunt took object. took 11 blows, though. I, well, you know, uh, it's DIA, Denver, a lot of soy-based eating people out here, a lot of vegans mm-hmm. and vegetarians. The, the fellow, he was a thin guy. So, you know, yeah, 12. I was going to say, yeah, a Chicagoan would have just ran through it. Yes. Like like (laughs) a bulldozer. I think a Chicagoan, you know, like a Blutowski would have just walked up to it and just ripped it right off with his bare arms. (laughs) And then, like, slap the guard with it. (laughs) Hurry the fuck up. Walk up and put down his combo beef sandwich, right? (laughs) Rip the arm off, start eating his combo beef sandwich again. We all know the combo beef. It's the beef with the sausage. Or, or in the just middle. start eating the arm. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Slather some, some mustard on that bad boy. Put Italian gravy on it. No big deal. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I thought that was an exciting little number there. A little violence down That's at the hilarious. DIA. Poor guy. We've all been there, man. That's, oh, yeah. It's a little intense, though. I don't typically... I didn't know you guys had Ukrainians in uh, Denver. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been who was taking two hours to get out of the gate. Oh, yeah, Fucking man. idiots. Well, speaking of which, and the saga that has continued forth, did you get the window replaced on the van, and have you... Uh, Not yet. No suspects? No suspects. Nobody's looking into it. Nobody cares. Uh, the order, the window had to be special ordered, and it, I guess Tuesday I, I'm taking it in. Wow, yeah, they probably, uh, make those windows in Ukraine, I'm guessing, actually. That's the whole, uh, that's the whole way they get you. It's terrible. It's terrible. That's probably Today was Chinese. like 91 degrees, and the window was just blowing hot air. The other day it was raining. It's terrible. Fucking assholes. You didn't tape uh, a little, uh, garbage bag action to it, or some... I can't, I can't because then I can't see my mirror. Oh, man. What a shitty spot to break a window, the, dude. It's the worst. It was so bad. And just to be clear, it's that tiny little triangle little spot there. Yeah, but on the Ford Transit, it's not tiny. It's like half the window. Right. Yeah, I know exactly you what know? you're talking about. Yeah, man. It sucked. Well, they got you good. And you're waiting for the replacement part... They just can't do that stuff right away. What's up with that? I, I figure, like, you know, it's glass. There's, there's no places that can everybody just cut the glass. you call. Everybody you call. Hey, I need a passenger side window for a 2021 Ford Transit. Yeah, no problem. We could take you tomorrow at uh, new. It's the, it's the window, not the one that goes up and down. Oh, man. Uh, we're about 10 days. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> And the price goes from like two forty to four fifty. It's got to have something to do with what good help, hard to find. Nobody wants to work anymore. There's no employees out there apparently, um, but there's also nobody employing. Right, the economy might just be dead, and nobody wants to admit it. Yeah, 
Maybe, I don't know. Plus, I guess the, the one that goes up and down is easier. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. They're fucking assholes. Well, they, yeah, they got you good on the little window. I feel like this was really calculated, like they knew exactly what they were going for. Uh, I don't care. I gotta get out. I'm moving out of nor out of Norway. <clears throat> oh yeah, you're getting away from the Ukrainians. Yeah. All right, congratulations, man. I mean, yeah. that's it's going out to the burbs. All right, man. Nice, excellent. Yeah, burb man. I'm I'm a burb living fella myself, actually. It's a little so, more traffic. I mean, a little more driving, but fuck it. Well, you know, uh, you get to avoid the violence, right? And the uh, the Ukrainians breaking into the car, <laughs> you know, it's nice. That's kind of nice. Probably less homeless too. Downtown, the homeless in Denver out of control, dude. No matter what they they implemented these new things to house them in these apartments, but probably not. Uh, or you know, hotels, but they're also housing migrants everywhere now too. So you know, it's uh, it's a delicate balance. We have our homegrown homeless which we need to take care of. But we also have these migrants being shipped in because, you know, we're a sanctuary city. We declared to the world that we're going to, you know, welcome everybody in from the border. So, you know, we got the migrants that we got to house in these abandoned places. And then we, we got the new mayor, uh, this guy Johnston, uh, who, who his whole thing is on fixing the homeless problem. And his whole, <laughs> his whole uh, solution is just going to, pick some random hotel that nobody uses, and he's going to house a thousand homeless there, right? That'll fix the problem. You know, we're not, we're not going to do anything about the fentanyl issue or the drug use or any of that, and uh, we're not going to create programs for jobs. No, we're just going to stick these drug users inside these hotels, and we'll create these massive drug dens. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, they're not worried about any of the actual problems. They're just worried about... Uh... Like, Mayor Johnson of Chicago is worried about what you're calling the black kids that are looting the stores. Are you guys having not... the flash mob looters, like, like yeah. they have going on in L.A.? <laughs> yeah, but the big issue is that people are calling them a mob. They're not a mob. Oh, you they're can't just... call it a mob. No, they're just kids. Oh, just kids. It's funny, <laughs> you can't call... The group of 30 hooded hoodlums breaking and smashing their way through stores, right? And stealing hundreds of thousands of items of uh, clothing and merchandise. Not a mob. However, we're going to uh, charge the former president on RICO charges as if he's a mob. We're going to charge the former president like it's a mob. But how dare you call this group of 30 people ransacking stores a mob? That's just racist. Yeah, we have to change the definition. That's what they're doing. Come on, how crazy is that, though? We're indicting a former president and 19 other people I've never heard of outside of Rudy Giuliani as a mob, as a fucking, like, mafioso that's in cahoots. And some, like, Dude, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta go listen to the Pod Save America that came out on Thursday. No, Those what? guys were just coming on air, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's just the three of them jerking each other <laughs> off. For he's, now, he's, he's now charged with 91 felonies. 91 felonies! 91 fe- <laughs> I can't believe 91 felonies! Maybe some of the Republicans can now see how much of a criminal he is. I don't know. 91? Like, dude. Yeah, I mean, don't they understand that the 91 accounts or felonies or whatever, 
almost is the icing on the cake of this is a circus. Circus, I know. They kept talking about the fact that, like, maybe now it's four, four indictments and this one's real. This one's real bad. It's weird because four indictments with the 91 counts and the, again, the Rico charges like this is a mafioso, you know, situation. And uh, this, dude, this was for me like, wow, I'm, I'm done even remotely paying attention to what you idiots are talking about. This has gone so far off the deep end. It, it's not even worth my brain matter. No. And you got to hear them talk about it, how happy they were that all these other people got swept up into it. And how it's like, it's great because now these people have no choice. They either flip on Trump and talk, or they end up in prison and he can't even pardon them. And talk about what, though? That, like, this, would, this whole thing is ridiculous. It, uh, over a phone call? Really? They say he tried, to, he tried to send fake electors. And uh, he tried to overthrow the election. Tried to overthrow the election. That's right. And he was also a co-conspirator, if not the leader of the Jan 6th insurrection, right? Well, that's what they're going to get him for. And that's why these guys are really excited, because according to polling, Americans actually do care about what happened on January 6th, unlike the other indictments. So they need to tie this in the Jan 6th, and this Georgia one specifically does tie into Jan 6. Is that the whole gimmick? I, I think so. I think that's why it's like a RICO thing. Because it, it's like the whole criminal organization. You know, I'm not even sure. See what it's I'm so saying? Stupid. The spider web is so crazy and all over the place that... It, you know what this has become, which is really funny. Uh, the Trump indictment thing with Jan 6. It's the left's QAnon. Yeah, yeah. There's really is. there's all these dates and characters and connections, and you have to do these wild gymnastics mentally and pretzel your thoughts and just be, you know what I mean? You have to be. You actually have to have a lot of creativity and imagination to truly embrace the left's narrative of Trump. But the same can be said about the QAnon folk. You have to do the exact same exercises on that side to embrace their theory on Trump. Trump. Is such an insanely polarizing dude, uh, simply just on these like wild legends that have been created about him on both sides. On one side, he's this legendary mafia king, and on the other side, he's this super patriot who's about to transform the country into a revolution. You know, <laughs> like, he's, fight, he's fighting for you fighting, and your family. He's Frank. fighting the Get deep the fuck state. Out of here, dude. You know, like Trump. it's so crazy to me that like. We've had to adapt these, uh, you know, culturally now on both sides. We have these, these new uh, version, these versions of Trump. And he's just this real estate guy who <laughs> ascended to a point where he could uh, run for president. I love being a celebrity. Yes. He just loves being a celebrity. He's, he's a TV personality. And he figured out how to get into the, the political game. Just like Reagan and a lot of other people before him. And it's just crazy, again, this weird legend behind Trump that has been fabricated on both sides. This QAnon side where he's a savior of the republic. And then on the left, this, you know, he's this mafia king who's going to tear it down. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, 
You guys are insane. If you're in the middle watching it, you're you're just begging for somebody on either side to just be sensible for a moment and, and, and you know, yeah. just kind of uh, tell it like it is for five seconds. Well, literally, whatever party can just drop their front runner will win in a landslide. <laughs> Maybe you're right, dude. Well, look out for yeah. RFK with uh, a third party run, man. I think that could uh, happen. Nice. We could use one third party, and everybody seems to forget. But uh, out of the shadows, I believe you will see the forward party featuring Yang Gang. That's oh, right, yeah. Andrew Yang. Everybody forgets about this poor fella. He's coming, man. He's gonna be. He's coming at you, and he's coming forward. Right. And he's supported by SAG. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> The, stri- the strike of people forgotten. Oh, you all forgot. You always forget. It doesn't matter how much time goes on. Nobody cares about the writer strike. There's no doubt about it. And there's the actor strike, if I'm not mistaken. It's the writers and the actors. They're on strike. Nobody cares. Nobody cares.